listening to Survival A to Z, the podcast, Strategies to Thrive, from business for life. For each episode, my guest has chosen a topic from a list I've given them. In this one, Emma Guns and I discuss adapt or die. This was Emma's first choice because... Without the ability to adapt, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, so I'm very grateful for it. We discuss dinosaur businesses and their inherent threat. A tiny competitor can overtake you if they respond to change in a better way. We recognize that adapting is not the easy option. It is a double-edged sword because on the one hand, it's a threat, without a shadow of a doubt, but it is also an opportunity. But sometimes change, adaptation, does not always feel like a choice. You have to change, change or disappear. I'm a great believer in adaptation and flexibility, it's probably the most important quality of an entrepreneur and a business person is to be able to be flexible and to be able to adapt. And um, and then, in fact, Albert Einstein said, uh, the ah. measure of intelligence is the ability to change. That so makes being sense. able to change, being able to accept that you might not be doing it right, being able to change your mind, this is this is the smart thing. Getting stuck in the rut is probably, um, even though it feels like you're being maybe tenacious and determined, actually at a certain point, you're going to have to move perhaps. And whenever you have to do that, mm -hmm. then you probably need to embrace it. But tell you tell me about why you chose Adapt or Die. Well, this was this is the first one I picked and I was really excited about it because for me, uh, I, I adapted and I adapted early on and I was uh, very early doors uh, with podcasting in the UK, which a lot of people uh, ask me about now. So how did you see that white space? And it was just, right. as we've, we've spoken about, it kind of didn't come from a business strategy, but um, without it, I would have, def I would definitely not without the ability to adapt. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. So I'm very grateful for it, but it's also Charles Darwin. It's the origin of species and the metaphor obviously is dinosaurs who had what hundred million years on the earth and then expired because they couldn't adapt to the changing climate and the temperatures dropped. So that's why you often hear dinosaurs, uh, the term dinosaur banded out in business when somebody just refuses to change. And I think there are two things. There's adapting to change when it happens and there's, anticipating and predicting change and being able to be flexible when that occurs and I think that's really vital for me as somebody who runs my own business but also I'm sure for big businesses and I think it just it gives you an edge and I think for me that sometimes means two things it means having my ear to the ground and understanding what's going on in my industry as a whole so whether that's the media industry or whether that's the beauty industry or what have you but equally it's about those quiet moments and saying am I really am I feeling good about this am I am I missing something and I think particularly in new media if I'm not constantly aware of the new technology for for example in podcasting if I'm not constantly aware of what's new then I could get gazumped and you see it all the time with businesses who are stubborn, do put their head in the sand and don't adapt to change. They might be the biggest, biggest business with the highest profit margins, but a tiny competitor can overtake you if they respond to change in a more flex in, in, in a better way, basically. Mm -hmm. I want what do you think the the lack of desire to adapt 
and change. Where do you think that comes from? That that is it a fear? Do you think that that inability to adapt, which is also a choice, because you know, the dinosaurs mm. couldn't adapt; they didn't have a choice. But mm. but you know, people can usually adapt. We can put on more if we were dinosaurs. We could put on more clothes or less, and so on. You know, we we are very very fortunate in that way. So we have the capacity usually to adapt. We have the ability, and yet we choose not to. Why do you think we don't? Well, I can only, I can think about sort of several experiences in my career when I've been working for big companies. And they, my observation is there may be a want to change or an understanding that changing might be a good thing or adapting might be a good thing. But things are actually all right. Everyone's still getting paid. No one's had a pay cut. No one's being made redundant. So where's the impetus? Where's the actual need to change? And that's where I, and so I don't know whether it's fear as as so much as I'll change when I need to. And complacency, of course, is the killer of every business. Um, Mm. I think complacency is probably the killer of all life. Yeah, I was I was going to say um, complacency breeds failure, which is one of the quotes from Andy Grove of Intel, mm-hmm. which I should have quoted back at you when we were in criticism. <laughs> but <laughs> but it's true. Complacency is is disastrous, um, mm. and complacency does encourage stasis. It encourages you to mm. be in the same place and just take it easy. And if you think about that for life, if you think how destructive that would be for life if you if you refuse to adapt in life with all that life brings to you and at you across you know decades of existence um and you you remain complacent and then you wake up one day at 65 and say why how what i'm still in the same place doing the same thing retiring from the job that i've done for 45 years how how did that happen? Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it's because you're a little bit asleep. Um, sometimes you lose friends or you lose relationships. You lose partners because everybody else is growing and you're refusing to adapt to the newness and the difference that is going on in everybody else's lives and in your lives and in your world. And, you know, part of, I guess, right now, as we're all in lockdown, you know, it's taking people to adapt to this new situation. Mm-hmm. And those who will get through it well with strong, you know, healthy attitudes at the end of it will be those who who were willing to adapt to this way of living for this period of time. Well, I think, yeah, adapt, uh, adapt or die, it's change, isn't it? It's just how you react to change. And I think it is a double-edged sword because on the one hand, it's a threat without a shadow of a doubt, but it is also an opportunity. And I think with change, like from complacency for me is just feeling comfortable doing the same thing day in, day out, ticking that box, doing that thing and, and almost doing it on autopilot. For me, that makes me feel quite tired. When I worked on a magazine, I had various pages that I had to fill and I could, by the time I've been there nine and a half years, I could do them, could do a week's magazine in two hours almost like without really even thinking about it while having a conversation at the other end of the desk at the same time, because I just knew it so well. And that me- that really drained me. And so now if ever I feel uncomfortable or if ever I feel like I'm learning and I'm making mistakes, that's when I know 
I'm adapting and that's always going to be a positive thing that's because it's growth, isn't it? It's growing pains. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting that actually, as you say that, it's really interesting that you're saying that the thing that's the easiest is also often the thing that's the most exhausting. I mean, those don't instinctively sound, it doesn't sound that easy should be exhausting, but actually you're right because it's kind of soporific. It's like mm. having too much drink. It just puts you to sleep. Well, certainly for me, yeah. it just puts me to sleep. <laughs> it's, it's a pointless ex Ask any of my friends. It's a pointless exercise. Uh, I just fall asleep. Um, and and I think that that soporific quality for easiness or for just lack of challenge is, mm. um, is so dangerous to your growth as an individual. Mm. Absolutely. 100%. And one of the things I like to do, uh, I always get nervous before I record a podcast, whether I'm a guest like I am on your show or whether I'm recording my own podcast, I always get nervous. And I recorded a podcast, I didn't record any podcasts last week because I'd recorded 11 the week before and I thought, okay, you're overdoing lockdown, you need to calm down. <laughs> and I actually finished that week feeling not great. Like it was the first time I had felt a bit, I don't want to say down, but I just felt flat in lockdown, which I felt very at ease with because I've tried to make it a positive and uh, find spaces for opportunity and for nice things that I can incorporate into my life that I can't usually. And then on Monday, I did a podcast and I was incredibly intimidated because my guest um, is quite brilliant, is a really uh, strong business brain, is also a, a, a podcaster who tops the charts regularly. So for the two hours before the podcast, I was literally walking in circles and about half an hour beforehand, I thought you have to do something with this energy. And I went off and I washed, I cleaned my makeup brushes because it's a methodical task. <laughs> Only Emma Gunther said, you have to do something for your energy. So I cleaned my makeup brushes. I mean, other people would say, I went for a walk for 20 minutes and got a coffee and came back. No, no, I cleaned my makeup brushes. I love it. <laughs> I just had to do something methodical and sort of that, that that elicited a result. So dirty became clean. So there was the satisfaction in it. And I had to just, I didn't want to go out but anyway, but I hear, I hear what you're saying. And afterwards, like we had a great conversation. We had great chemistry. I felt like I learned so much from him. And for the rest of the day, I was absolutely buzzing because I had been through something. I challenged myself and I came out the other side feeling really good about it. And I realized how, and that, again, I wouldn't normally know that. I always come out of a podcast feeling good unless we haven't had great chemistry or I didn't feel like we kind of really got to where I thought we were going to be. But 99 times out of 100, I always come out feeling buoyant. But being in lockdown made me really realize, okay, so challenging yourself makes you feel really good. Putting yourself outside your comfort zone, particularly with your podcast guests, but interacting with other humans is a vital part of every day oh. to make sure that those two things are always present. You are so right. You are so right. I was actually just thinking that as you were saying, you know, you'd had 11 deep conversations, um, deep and meaningful and interesting conversations. And I would say this isn't about it. Well, maybe it is about adapting. You know, if you're feeling kind of like blah in life generally, go and find somebody interesting to talk to or think about, learn mm. something new, go for a walk and listen to something that is going to take a bit of concentration, that's going to be, that's mm. going to be just a little bit difficult. I think, 
I think that's so important. I understand that you can just go into a daze at times like this. And when you get in a daze or you get scared or you you get suddenly, you just have a, a total overwhelming feeling of loss because you're not with your family or you can't, in my mm. case, I can't see any of my kids. And much as, you know, I adore my lovely husband, you know, it's been a long time and I can only see the kids on, 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 um, on, uh, uh, Skype or whatever. And, um, and I've got a granddaughter who has gone from lying on her back to rolling over, nearly crawling, who has gone from taking only bottles to, you know, eating full meals. As far as I can see, she'll be on steak and potatoes in a minute. Um, and <laughs> you know, and has gone from being relatively silent to chatting away and has gone from, you know, random movements to actually being able to grasp things. And I'm thinking I'm missing mm. all of this. And I, so one day last week, I just got very overwhelmed by the sadness of that, you know, and, and I, I am a very positive person generally. So me mm. feeling very sad is an unusual and quite shocking feeling for me. You know, that like feeling tearful. Like I mm. wanted to go away and have a good cry, you know. Um, in fact, I think I did. Um, but then the thing that I did was just shake it up, go out, go for a walk, listen to something else. I think I listened to one of your podcasts, actually, Emma. And just oh. and just kind of like shake it up a bit, shake it up a bit. Mm. And uh, I would say to anybody, if you get to that feeling, just make yourself do one thing. Make yourself walk out of the house. Yeah, that. make yourself I, do that I, simple thing. I just feel like adapt or die. Just me. It, to me, it's just you have to change, change or or um, disappear. And so you, the only way you change is by challenging yourself. I think mm -hmm. and learning, and that's not ever particularly comfortable. And I think we sometimes think that we were going to get from I'm at point A and I want to be at point B, and I'm just going to get there because I know this person or whatever. Life isn't like that. Sometimes the journey to be can be to be can be quite painful. It can be turbulent. It can be uncomfortable. You can be halfway there and think, "Is this really worth it?" But it's always worth it in the end. So I always, like I said, end of last week, I thought I haven't challenged myself at all this week, and that's what's been missing. And I think that's just my that's how I'm programmed. And if I if I coast or if I don't have anything to stimulate me, then um, I just atrophy. And I know that about myself. Mm. So I can't ever fall into that state. Um, Bruce Lee, you know, the, I'm, yeah. I'm doing funny arm signs now. <laughs> what is it called? Kung Fu. Kung Fu, the Kung Fu guy. Um, he said, you, to succeed, you need to be shapeless and formless like water. Because when you pour water in a cup, it becomes a cup. And when you pour it in a bottle, it becomes the bottle. And when you pour it in a teapot, it becomes a teapot because water can drip and it can crash. So become like water, my friend. In other mm -hmm. words, adapt yourself around the situation. When you're facing a block, instead of standing, staring at the block, thinking, well, that's over, adapt yourself. If you want to get past that block, you can, but you need to adapt yourself around it. You need to fold <laughs> yourself around it. You need to start thinking critically about um, how do I get to the side of this? How do I get over this? I know everybody's heard 
that kind of sentiment, but it's not just empty words. It really is. You do really do have to think very critically and hard. Mm. How, how am I going to cope with this block? Do I leave it and walk the opposite direction or do I get around it? But either way, you're adapting to it. What you don't do is stand and stare at it. Mm. Does that make yeah, sense? Just in case it moves towards you at high speed. <laughs> yes. Or it takes a baseball bat from behind its back and whacks you across the head. <laughs> be careful of the block, my friend. I know that change can be not just scary, it can be terrifying. The realization that everything you've been doing might not work anymore, even though you like doing it, that is not a comfortable thought. But it is necessary for survival and growth. And if you are to grow and thrive, you will have to face that challenge head on and likely several times across your life. But that's good. In fact, I'm excited for you because it is also one of the most fulfilling and gratifying things to experience. You've been listening to the Survival A to Z podcast. My guest was the brilliant podcaster, Emma Guns. I'm Alison Hogg. Till next time, and keep an eye out for that opportunity to thrive. And when it demands change, what will you do? Adapt or die? <laughs>